This episode, Legal and Illegal Activities of DIYers. In this episode, the Handyman Pros discuss the legalities of DIY projects, what you can legally do, and projects that are potentially illegal. Welcome to the Handyman Pros Radio Show, home improvement and maintenance tips from the pros. Thanks for listening to another edition of the Handyman Pros Radio Show, where our goal is to help save you time, money, and aggravation on your home maintenance and repair. This edition's entitled, The Legal and Illegal Activities of DIYers. To help me explain, I'm here with my ever-cheerful co-host and old buddy, John. John, what have you been doing this week? Tell hey, me. Hey, Larry. Yeah. Good morning. Hey, you know, uh, here here we are, and... Um, you know, this past this past week, as you know, I had this squirrel damage up in the uh, up on the side of my house, and um, it's been a while since uh, I really got after it. I kind of just put like a screen over it, you know, so they didn't get back in there and a bunch of other stuff. But I finally, it was on the crown molding. These things ate the crown molding right off the side of um, my portico, a big chunk of it. So I had to get a ladder. I think it was like twenty feet up in the air, you know, and. Um, I finally found a piece of uh, crown molding that was you know, pretty pretty close to what what was originally up there. You know, it's hard to find stuff after 30 years. And uh, you know, I was kind of up there on the ladder, and uh, you know, just thinking about uh, you know not falling off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, how um, safe is you this? You know, so it's a little it's a little you know a little dangerous. I don't like to go too high on on ladders anymore. You know, but I got that. I finally got that repair done, and it looked great. But, you know, just being up on that ladder kind of uh, kind of leads into some of the things that we're going to be we're going to be talking about here, and mainly um, codes, right? Yeah, it, um, a lot of code. Yeah, a lot of code stuff about codes. And we often talk about things that that you know, as handymen, <clears throat> what we do and what we don't want to do. Um, you know that there's nothing that we can't do. But we don't do a lot of that <clears throat> for, you know, our jobs, right? Um, we'll do it for our own place. Um, but even at that, there are things that you don't want to do. Right. Um, for, so, for, for a numbers of reasons. For which, numbers of reasons. You know, and we want to bring that to, you know, the listeners. <clears throat> so Yeah, we just we, we wanted to clarify it a bit because there's there's some things that – well, you know, they seem simple enough, right? I mean, they actually are simple enough, but you can't, and I have that famous example myself, which we'll talk about in a little while, but I mean, I got shut down on a project myself <laughs> uh, on code, on code violations. So folks, we do want to, <clears throat> we just want to qualify. We are not uh, lawyers by any means. And so when we talk about legal and, you know, what's legal, what's illegal, it's basically this has to do with codes, mostly with building codes and things like that. And you need to check your local codes. So we want to make sure that a lot of this is, is very specific to the municipality you're in. Yes. So, uh, John, you live in a, in a municipality that's mm. actually quite a bit stricter than the municipality that I live in as far as codes for building for building uh, things and for doing things in your yard as where, where I live, it's a little more rural. So it's a little, you know, they kind of basically don't give a, give a flip um, mm -hmm. unless, unless you have a big pile of lumber in your front yard, then they want to stop and investigate what you're doing. Anyway, we'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> but mm -hmm. so folks, I just want everybody to understand this is just, these are just some things like when we talk about these items, we're going to talk about, you've got to check your local municipality to find out. Now, three of the things we're going to talk about, we know for sure, 
that you're going to need some kind of a permit to do them. Um, so that we know. The fourth one is really very, very specific to, to your municipality. But the fourth one we'll talk about also is one that has a lot of safety issues. So therefore, you know, maybe you need to think about whether you do it yourself or not. Anyway. What else we got going, John? We want to. Well, we, I, you know, I, I would. I'd like to say that you know, there's uh, one of the things that that uh, the precursor to this is that you know, we all we all look at YouTube videos, we all listen to other you know other podcasts and things like that, or you know, you're you're looking at uh, you know HGTV, and the one the one thing here is that everything looks easy, um, but if you haven't done some things um, ever. You, you know, just don't do them. Okay. Yes. Even, even when you're looking at YouTube videos and, you know, here's guys putting new, uh, you know, uh, breakers and stuff in the electrical boxes. Um, you know, folks, if you haven't done that, don't do it. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, it's that's kind like of one that. of them, there's, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's things that you got to ask yourself, you know, am I, am I really going to be, you know, feeling comfortable with, uh, with doing that? So that's the kind of things that, you know, we can, you know, we're, that we'll talk about here. Yeah, so let's roll into that. That's a that's a great segue into what we're talking about. So we're we're t- the first thing that we want. We always say this. We say this to everything. If you're not comfortable doing it, if if it looks, if you've gone through and you've watched a, you know a half a dozen videos or so, or, or you're just not comfortable with it, you know that's where you start, right? Should you do it? No, whether it's legal or illegal, be comfortable with it, right? If you're not comfortable mm-hmm. with working with electrical at all, which is a big one you know, don't do it. If you're not comfortable working with plumbing, don't do it. If you're not comfortable climbing up a ladder like John and I are really not, mm-hmm. you know, past that 20 foot mark is about my level past that. I'm, I'm eh, no, <laughs> no, yeah. no, you know, no. <clears throat> just won't do it. So I, we're, I'm just not comfortable, you know, been there, done that, uh, had too many close calls. Won't, won't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, just won't do it anymore. So that's the place to start. We did want to talk a little bit about why codes are in place just because, yes. Because it's kind of a, it's kind of a, it's relevant to this conversation. So codes are there mostly for what, John? <clears throat> well, for there's a there's a variety of reasons why they're there. Um, but really, the the main thing is is safety safety mm-hmm. standards. Um, you know, these codes aren't written down um, because they're not tried, you know, and and proven out. So there are certain ways, <clears throat> certain activities um, that need to be followed. Uh, to be safe, to be safe, and to and to build a safe structure, as it were, and that's everything. People, I, I, folks, I don't know if you realize this, but bu- but home building is there's an awful lot of science that goes into home building, mm-hmm. it, right down to the type of dirt you're in and what your you know how your foundation is poured. And in different parts of the country, there's different ways to do foundations, and it's done largely do you know as a result of soil types and things like that. There's a, there's a lot of variables that go into building. And, and I'm using the base level of foundation because that's something that very few people do that DIY, by the way. But you have to understand that that, that the, the type of soil that you have matters. You know, even I, I'm going to use a different example, putting up a fence. And granted, there, there are codes about putting up fences, but they don't have mm-hmm. anything to do with safety. That's mostly for appearance and stuff like They're not appearance, mm-hmm. but it's for lot lines and, and things like that. Um, but putting up a fence, if you're in sandy soil, uh, you need to dig a deeper hole than you do if you're in clay, like we have here in Georgia. I mean, when you're in clay, you can really, if you're in real, in real, what I call real clay, like that really hard red clay, you only need to go about a foot deep. You'll, it's not moving. Trust me, it's not moving. But if you're in sand, brother, it's two, two yeah. and a half, three feet to put a fence post yeah. in, or it's going to move all over the place. 
that's why codes are there. So some of the codes, and when you're dealing with a foundation for your home, that's part of that safety factor because your house can fall over. John, you've well, seen I, those stories where where uh, whole apartment buildings have tipped over in China, right? Have you oh, seen that? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. And the and the other thing is is that uh, you know the codes are going to be different. You know where where you live. So for instance, if you're living if you're living in a hurricane area, you're going to have different codes. <laughs> exactly. For all the reasons you can think of. And, and snow loading, too, is another one. You right. know, it, so you and I both lived in the north, and we understand that snow snow gets to be pretty heavy, you know. And so you have different – those. that's for roofing and, and for wall st- structure. But still, these are not the things that most DIYers are doing. So we don't worry about that. But we just want to explain that we're going to bring up four points, four jobs that you pretty much need to check and see if you need a permit on. And they're things that seem to be pretty simple, but they really – can, they can be very involved. So that's part of the reason why codes are there. And let's just tease them, John. Let's just tell them. So electrical work, you know, number one, again, if you're not comfortable with it, you you better check. And there's a lot of electrical that actually needs a, a permit for. Um, right. You know, right. plumbing. And, and it, same and if you're deal. not if you're not comfortable, you know, once again, if you're not comfortable doing this, then you need to hire somebody who who is qualified to Who's do it. Who's qualified to do it, right? Um, plumbing is another one. We're going to talk a little bit about deck building, which is really seems to be very simple, and we're actually going to talk a little bit about tree removal too. Those are those are the four things. So let's start off with my favorite deck building, which by the yeah, way, yeah. Why don't you start? Why don't you start? <laughs> You know, <laughs> I, I'll, let me let me I'll, I'll start and say that, you know, at one point, um, building a deck was not, you know, it was it, it, it needed a lot of brain uh, brain power to, to, to really put it together right. Um, but the codes have just really uh, tightened up on on this for all the variety of reasons for it, it, especially here. Um, we had a bunch of bad decks being built Um in, in the Atlanta area, and they were collapsing everywhere. So they had a, they remember when they did all that. Oh Larry, yeah, that yep. they they yep. they really have strengthened the codes on on decks to the point that it's uh, you know probably overbuilt now. Would you um, say? I I would say they're stronger than your home, according to the latest uh, <laughs> National Builders Association recommendations for decking. Yeah. But that's there. There's a there's a very interesting study out there, John, that I actually got into, and and I got into this, folks. I'm gonna. I've told you before. I'm gonna tell you again. I got shut down on building a little addition to my deck. I literally the the code guy stopped by and he he put up a cease and desist on my. Um, my, I was adding 10 square feet to my deck, and long story short, we put in a retaining wall and fixed it, but we'll get to that. But th- this, this is part of why it's, it's important. But I got into doing some of the research on it, and there are actually literally thousands of deaths attributed to deck collapse in the United States over the past 10 years. I mean, thousands, not one or two. This is thousands. It's in the thousands. And the number of injuries is, is knocking on the 10,000 range. So mm-hmm. it, it's a really a serious problem, and most of the, re- of the reasons for because there's a i forget where this report is but if folks if you're interested send us an email at uh, questions at handymanprosradioshow.com and i'll send you and i'll find it refind it and send it to you but there's a whole long spreadsheet it's big it's really big because it's 50 states and it's all the debt collapses in the 50 states and the outcomes of those de- of those collapses meaning how many people were injured how many people died and um and not a, you know and, and there are plenty of those out there where debt collapsed no one injured but generally debt collapse when they collapse when john 
when you got a bunch of people on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, the the, lo- the loading the loading on them, you know, they just they they always get overloaded. And right. I think that's one of the things that they're that that they really when when they strengthen these codes was they had to take that into account because it's like people um they always can you know as many people as you can jam on the deck that's how many people are going to be on that thing it, well exactly and and the point with with deck building and this is particularly appropriate to decks that are high up in the air so the mm-hmm. ones of course where there's the most injuries are the ones that are four feet and higher in the air right and so but even on the lower ones there are several reports on this thing where four foot you know four feet off the ground deck collapses broken leg you know, broken mm-hmm. arm, things like that, right? So you you think, oh, it's not very high; it doesn't matter. Well, you know, I, I I don't know. I didn't I didn't write the codes, but it all boils down to really um, shoddy building and 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 a lack of structural engineering knowledge, right? So right. building a deck is really a very because it's a hanging structure in most cases, right? It hangs. It it's it's not supported up underneath usually very well, right? So most decks are just basically they're a cantilever type design where they're attached to your house on one side and they're on a post and a, and a beam on the other side usually, right? Almost all cases. Well, Nobody thinks about that when they're having a party, right? Nobody's out there going, well, gee, I can only put 10 people on the deck, and uh, nobody can dance, right. by the way. We can't jump up and down, right? Because right. that's the other side of it, our sh- impacts and shock, right? So jumping, dancing, dancing is causes deck collapses. I mean, most of, and most deck collapses occur when, John? When somebody's having a party is exactly yeah, no, what no, it no, is. That, no, that's, you know? that's, absolutely, that's absolutely right, you know? Um, and unfortunately, I just read um, the other day about uh, you know another collapse. Um, it was at a it was at a wedding. Um, yeah. So you know th- th- this is the kind of thing that you know you need to be you need to be um, cognizant of you know with your deck, and that's not even to say you know the maintenance and repairs. Now we've talked about this before, but it's always a good thing to check here. Now and, and- that we're talking about this, to check underneath your deck to make sure you know things are solid and they're in in the places that they're supposed to be and not rotten as well yep right and not rotten as well and so that's the reason for this increase in the codes on decking and and uh literally when i got into the codes that the the codes are literally more stringent than the codes for for the footers in your home it's kind of crazy um and there's been a lot of changes i i hate to say this there's a certain amount of um industry sway over how some of these codes were written because the for example folks you cannot direct bury your posts anymore according to the latest codes recommended codes but in our in my municipality you cannot bury your posts into the ground and surround them with concrete that's not to code um you have to put them onto a a fastener that is a metal fastener that's attached to a the concrete in some way it's either poured into the concrete or it's drilled in and bolted down now personally and again i'm not i'm not questioning the codes but personally that's not as secure as burying a post two or three feet into the ground and surrounding it with concrete it's just not um you know you can hit you can hit that post hard enough and break it off that that uh uh mount um i i can't do that if I bury the post into concrete three feet into the ground. But I know the reason that that code right. was written, and that code was written because there was a batch of extremely bad pressure treat wood, non ground contact pressure treat wood that people were using, and it was rotting inside the concrete, and then it would break. And I understand that, but yep. the yep. newest ways to attach to me. Mm, 
you know, but, yeah. but I have to but go with touches, what the code. Nothing touches the ground, right? Nothing touches the no, ground directly except the concrete. Yeah, so, so that's our, that's our <laughs> code here, folks. You know, you need to look at your own codes and things right. like that. So, you know, we've talked about this before. Um, now that's, you know, kind of building a, 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 you know, a brand new deck, but like you had experienced, even if you're, even if you're adding on a little bit of a deck and it's touching the old deck, correct. <laughs> everything, everything needs to come up to the current. Code, everything. Right? Is that's, that's what the, that's what the nice gentleman told you, right? That's so, what the nice gentleman told me. He uh, said, everything yeah. you're doing needs to come up to code if you're going to add this on. <laughs> so my little deck job went from 1500,000 or 1500 to 33,000. That's right. what it, that was the number, the differential. And yeah. at that point, I I could have left the old deck and not added the new part of the deck. It's a long story. Anyway, I think I've told it once before. So, yeah, so we've we've, we've, we've been through this. So, folks, you can go back and 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 listen to that that episode. Um, you know of what you of you know maintaining your deck, and you know sometimes you can touch things that you don't want to touch because it's <laughs> it's code, and if you get caught, then you're uh, it can you're, send you down a spiral you don't want to go. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So that. So that's one job that uh, you know you're if you're going to build a whole new deck, and I think that some places if the deck is lower than what you said, Larry, I think four feet. If it's three feet or lower, you know you don't need a permit. I don't know. There's some there's some things, but everybody needs to to to, to look that to look that up. So, John, but, where um, do they look that up? By the way, you know that's a. I, I will tell you that I often struggle with finding the exact current codes. I would Google it um you know and and look online uh you can go down to your municipality and see if you can get the codes codes you, from them yeah generally you need to go to your municipality they have yeah. a planning it's a planning it's usually in the planning department they yeah. know they have the codes and and today uh, well i guess it depends on the on the nature of your municipality but my municipality actually posts the codes online now it's like a, reading a typical legal document it's yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. really involved, you know. Right. Um, right. But at least the basics are there, and generally you can find a synopsis of it someplace online. So, just that's where you go look. You go down to your planning department in your local municipality, city, town, county, whatever, whoever's in charge of all that, and and that's where you can find that information. And this is true for any of your codes. So you need to know that. You need to know that that's where you get that information. So anyway, and that's for all these codes. The next thing, let's, let's talk about electrical, John. Well, this is one that, uh, I, I, you know, we all experience a lot of, a lot of people are uncomfortable with doing electrical work. Okay. And for, you know, a, for good reason, I will say that if you are that person, um, don't perform electrical work and there's certain electrical work that you should not do anyways, and you need to call. You should call in somebody who's qualified to to do that work. So you know it's more than just rewiring a socket here or there. Um, but when you're talking about the electrical panels in your home, um, you know, and even running a lot of a lot of new lights and things like that, if you're not comfortable, don't do it. Um, you know, hire a professional to come out and do it. This is a job that you know I will do. And, well, Larry, you, you and I both are in agreement is that we'll do uh, up to a point of electrical work in other people's uh, homes. Um, and then I'd, I'll walk away from, you know, the comprehensive stuff. Correct. Yeah. Same thing be here. Because um, it's just 
I you know I'm not the licensed electrician. I know my limitations, and I and I understand the you know codes, um, and that you know I'm not going to pull, pull a per- permit uh, for certain you know for this. I I just we don't do that anyways, right? So. Um, well, we also you don't know, do if, much electrical work. so Right. Well, you know, it's one of those things where if you don't do it properly, you're going to set yourself up for either, you know, a, a current issue. Or a future issue. Or a future issue of, um, you know, fire. Yeah, fire is the uh, biggest or risk. Or shock. You know, yeah, it's, shock just, it's, it's, one of those, it's one of those things. So, you know, I... For a lot of the smaller electrical work, I do I do all of it, but I won't do it in in other folks other folks um, places. That's just yeah. not it's just not what I'm doing. And to so give to, to give you some clarity out there, folks, one of the things like like changing out a, a fan or something is not something that generally generally needs a permit. We're not talking about that. We're talking about like placing a new outlet or running something that that's usually what takes it but if the wire already exists there and and you're swapping out a a, you know a fan just make sure the power's off get a cup get a non-contact tester and a contact tester and all that stuff and just check it if the power's off the power's off it's really that simple we're not talking about that kind of thing we're talking about more of of adding a line or at like essentially i don't do anything 220 at all nothing because it's just not i'm not comfortable with it it's not in my ballywick um and 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 i don't get into boxes as a general rule i just don't i won't i won't for money i guarantee but even on myself i don't generally get into the box it's just not something i'm comfortable with so Mm -hmm. um it just carries too much too much liability uh you know, it's just something. Let 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 a guy that does it all the time. You know, if well, if he comes to your door and his hair's standing up, he's probably good. You know, yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, I, one of the things is, and it comes to mind is that if you're if you if the folks out there, if you're doing if you're if you're re, if you're uh, building out a basement and you're running your own electrical wires and things like that, you know, number one, you probably should be getting a permit for for building out a basement. Um, and you know, you really need to get that electrical work um, inspected before you close up the walls. Yep. So, you know, it's it's one of these things. I mean, this we can go on and on here about all this. But we're not but, going to. But, you know, the bottom but the bottom line is is that, you know, there are certain things you that you can do, you might feel comfortable doing, and there's other things that, you know, it's it's either that you're uncomfortable or you're not qualified to do. So, just kind of know your limitations, especially in the electrical world. Yeah. <clears throat> Don't be like John. Gonna, it's not very forgiving. Don't be like John and take that metal chair and tie the electrodes to it and then plug it into the 220 socket. Yeah, oh, wait. Right. Never mind. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's lean, talk. Lean let's, aluminum ladder up against the, uh, the, the high tension lines. Yeah, the, surf, the, the service to your house. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know why it rubbed off the metal. Anyway, um, yeah, don't. Yeah. Jeez, that's not even funny. Um, plumbing is, is another one. Generally, you're going to need uh, uh, some kind of a... a, a um, permit for and it's sometimes folks it's simple things like changing out a hot water heater if you have an electric hot water heater or a gas hot water heater i guess it doesn't really matter but um you're gonna you're probably gonna need a permit to do a hot water heater as a general rule that's that's the true thing plumbing is kind of one of those things that for me i i I, I mean, it's up for debate, really. Plumbing with the current technologies of how we're doing plumbing with PEX and, and some of the connectors and things, I'm not so sure that, that plumbing codes are, are great, but I think it's mostly on the drain side that they're worried. And then sewer and septic also is another thing. Definitely let, let your professionals do that because if you do it wrong, 
<clears throat> if you don't know what you're doing in a, in a sewer and septic system, you literally have a shitty problem. I mean, it's all over the place. So I'm going to tell you, just have the professionals <laughs> do that, like literally. Um, well, yeah. you know, one of the things, one of the things about plumbing is there's a lot of codes. There's a lot of codes there in plumbing that you're you're probably not aware of, right? And, right. And so, you know, if you're doing things, I mean, even small things. Sometimes in in some in some municipalities, even just removing a toilet takes a you know a you know a licensed plumber. Yes, it does, and that that's and, particularly and, and that's so noticeable that's, in like so that's, Florida. You know, and you're supposed to yep. do, you're supposed to you know have a licensed plumber do that. You know, even you need to get a permit even to even to put in another drain with a P trap. Yep. In some municipalities, yep. so it's it's these kind of things that's like, well, wait a minute, I can just add, you know, I'm just going to put in a, you know, a uh, a wash tub, you know, in my basement, you know, and but that requires a P trap. And you know you need to you need to move you need to move both supply and uh, and, and the and the and the and the lines going out of that thing right so that's that's actually in, in a lot of places a, a permit thing or or it takes a licensed uh, plumber to do the, that right um, you, you know it's these kind of things that you just need to be aware of yeah so folks one other question too we both John and I consider natural gas and or propane if you have to run a natural gas or a propane line. That is generally a, that we call that a plumbing job because in nine out of ten times it really is a plumbing job. But I, I'm going to tell you, have somebody that knows what they're have a professional do that. That's just not don't take that chance because that's a boom boom. You know. Yeah. Right. You flood your house with natural gas because you have a pinhole leak, and the next thing you know, you've got an explosive situation. Yeah. Literally, like literally, it'll blow your house up. And <clears throat> when those when when somebody that knows what they're doing when they do it, they actually take nitrogen and they run they run a high pressure into that, like about 200 psi. And natural gas and propane run at about 50 to 60 psi. So when they put 200 psi in there, if it doesn't leak, it doesn't leak. But if you don't have access to that kind of high pressure, don't do it. Just don't do it. It's crazy because you you will. It's just crazy. It's really dangerous. So anyway, what about trees, Johnny? You live in yeah, Mil- you live in well, Milton, you know, Georgia. When younger, you know? Yeah, when I was younger, I used to take I used to take the trees down. You know, and the, where where I live, it's all it's all wooded, and uh, I used to get out there with a chainsaw, you know, and drop a bunch of trees. And then as I got older, I was like, boy, that's dumb. <laughs> you know, it, it, a, a, it a seemingly small tree turns into a very big tree as it's going over uh yes that's that's been my that's been my experience so i had some you know trees that weren't that that big and then i got about oh you know about halfway through that thing with a chainsaw is and i'm going through and i hear it cracking i'm like you know (laughs) (laughs) i'm committed now yeah this uh there is a lot of weight coming down here and a lot of moment coming down here and so it's got to you know you, you have to you know you have to be thinking about that so ever so since those then, are safety issues you know yeah yeah so ever ever since then i uh you know will hire hire that out now i will say that where i live is they are very strict on taking down trees yes speaking of codes yes okay? this is code and they want and they want you know they want all they want all the reasons why you're taking down trees and things like that. Now there's ways around it, okay, but the 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 point being is that legally, um, in in my municipality they're very strict on 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 taking taking down trees. So, 
you need to be aware of what those are. It's not just you go out and chop things down. Now, you live, you know, let's see, say even on the, you know, on the, especially on the lake, right? You can't just go out and chop trees down. So we, so yeah, so folks, I, I live up, I butt up against core. It's called the Corps of Engineers actually owns the property on the, I live on Lake Lanier in North Georgia and the Corps of Engineers owns the property that borders the whole lake. So we have a, we have a permit to use the basically use the property that's in front of our home for a dock and for things like that but in my in at my my home is a beautiful example of of really having to understand how the codes work most of my property sits in Forsyth County Georgia Forsyth in in the it's the well actually I'm not in the city of coming I'm in Forsyth County alone and in Forsyth County I can cut down any tree I want makes no difference right <clears throat> I can cut down trees the county doesn't care they don't that whatever it's your property you can cut down any trees you want but as but my, where my property touches the core line now I have to get approval to cut the grass or cut down weeds or cut down any trees and I have to they have to they will come out literally and inspect what trees we want to take down and then they need to know why and then it even gets crazier than that most of the time we're not allowed to remove the trees so we can drop the trees but we can't cut them up and take them out because that's mm -hmm. what the core rules determine mm -hmm. and we if we do that, we can forfeit our dock permit, which is not a good thing to do on Lake Lanier, Georgia. Trust me. Um, and so, anyway, you have to be really, really aware. Now, and and mine's an interesting property. I work I, I work under two separate. Um, um, well, actually, I don't own the property on the core, but but as it butts up against my property, I I have to abide by two separate sets of, muni of municipal rules. Or well, one's not municipal; it's it's Corps of Engineers. But anyway, there's two separate sets of rules, and this this is unique in a lot in most places. Mm -hmm. I would say it's pretty unique. But I do know places like where John lives in in Milton, Georgia. Mm -hmm. They're very very much into like pre preserving trees. I know if you go down like into Brookhaven, Georgia, which is a, a suburb north of uh, of Atlanta, that's inside the perimeter in, in Atlanta, and they they're very very much into protecting trees. Another thing that you have to be um, aware of is that some municipalities consider some trees to be historic. So if it's a historic tree that you have on your property, um, probably one of the most famous historic trees was the what do they what do they call it at, at Augusta, John? It was the Eisenhower pine tree. Or something like that. It finally died. Yeah, and fell yeah, over. Yeah, as a loblolly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it it, it was. It, it, there are trees. They finally, out there. they finally took that thing out of there. Well, they had to. It fell over. It actually yeah. fell over. Yeah, right. Um, so it finally came down. But there are trees all over the all over. These are known trees. You cut. You touch that tree. There are some trees. If you cut them, you're going to jail. I think if you went out and cut the Eisenhower pine, they'd probably prosecute <laughs> well, yeah, you right well, there. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, it's, it's, it's very, very subjective to the municipalities. It's very, very subjective. So if you want to take out trees, make sure you know. Just don't assume you can go out and cut a tree because you can't assume that uh, in anything. And a good arborist will do it. So kind of a combination of, of um, it's dangerous unless you really know what you're doing and or uh, be aware that sometimes it's illegal to cut trees in your particular municipalities. Yeah, and that is one that kind of is a weird, you know, a lot of people that move in here don't understand that. So they're out there and they're cutting trees. And, you know, the next thing you know, you got uh, the nice gentleman pulling up in a car. 
you and, know. And they're not one, really friendly about that stuff. And they're, yeah. Well, they start off friendly. And, oh, hey, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, oh, hey. Hey, are you aware of? Here's your fine. So, Thwack. you know, it's it's one of those things that it really does, yeah, it really does surprise a lot of people that, um, you know, what, what you can and you can't do um, in, in, you know, with, with the trees. Um, so you just have to, you know, this, this is just another example of, you know, before you do anything, you kind of have to stop, you know, well, at least I do. It's like you stop and think, you know, you know, I look around and should I be doing this (laughs) for, for all the reasons that we've discussed here, you know? Well, I I am going to say that hydroponic laboratory that you have in your basement that you have those plants growing in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, that's my now, basement. Speaking of that, I gotta turn yeah, I gotta turn those lights on. <laughs> there you go. It's perfect. <laughs> well Johnny you more grow bulbs, Larry. <laughs> wait a minute, Johnny. Didn't you get those special lights from the spaceship the last time it landed? Isn't that what happened? <laughs> I- yeah, there, I, I did. I did. I took them off the spaceship. You were taking that station apart. apart and you took the lights off of it because they had that special grow light in there. I knew it. I knew it, Johnny. I knew it. So, all right, folks, if you enjoy the Handyman Pros Radio Show, please tell your friends and neighbors. We would really appreciate it. We find that word of mouth can be some of the best promotion that we have. Um, if you do have any questions, comments, or concerns, don't hesitate. Send us an email, questions at handymanprosradioshow.com. You can join us, our Facebook group, at Handyman Pros, or you can follow us on Twitter, at Handyman Radio. Once again, we want to thank you for listening, and we will see you next week on the Handyman Pros Radio Show.